Welcome to Live to Tape Metal Edition. Is it Metal Edition? <clears throat> Sorry, sometimes it's hard to have a voice like this. Welcome to Live to Tape Metal Edition. My name is Jacoby Whipweather, and I'll be your dad. I'll be your host here. Also known as Jacoby Whipweather, Jason Whipfresh. Dork Cavan, Thin Blaster, Forge Gustman, Dev Rav. Hi, my name is Dev Rav, and I work at the leather shop in downtown Pacoima Dunstan, Riffcast. If you've got help in the immediate area, uh, I'm going to ask you to check out all sorts of... Never mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Live to Tape here. Hi, my name's Jimmy Pemberton, and this is The Way It Goes. Welcome. You're here. You're here. In... Hi, my name is Jimmy Pemberton, and this is Mornings with Jim, where we check out all the new gadgets that you love to check out when you're traveling with friends at a different Brookstone Airport location. Hi, my name is Jim Morning Fresh. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is a fun special edition of the podcast I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, so if you're a first-time listener, um, shit, I don't even know. If you're a first-time listener, well, <laughs> there's nothing to know. Uh, how'd be funny if there was all this stuff to know? How, you had to know, okay, so this means this, and, uh, you know, 10 means 11, and 8 is 6, even though it's they're both even numbers, and one is odd, and one is even. It's all. Brief interruption, then we'll get going. First, I just need to do a little bit of what they call Housekeeping. We're trying our best. We just got to get this rig back up to Tuckles. I know. We don't We don't have any choice, sir. We'll, fi- we'll find them. We'll get them to you. Things to know. Number one. To support the podcast, you got to go to patreon.com slash live to tape, okay? Number one, go to patreon.com slash live to tape to support the podcast. That is the only way to support the quality audio program you are hearing. 
Okay? Patreon.com slash Lousy Tate. There's multiple categories. Each has memberships has its pri- memberships has its privileges. Two, please go to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Actually, it doesn't have to even be iTunes. It could be Stitcher or it could be some other ding dang wish weather hothouse you do your audio fishing from. Three, think of something for number three. Four, I'll be in New York City filming some stuff, but I'll be doing a bunch of shows, and the dates range between March 1st and March 12th. So be on the lookout for that. I will post that on Twitter and Extragrab, okay? If you're not following me on Twitter and Extragrab, go to twitter.com and follow Johnny Pemberton. I only post stuff that's relevant and occasionally quippy and, and, and funny or some shit. Same with Instagram. So if I'm doing it, if you're like, you know I'm getting tired of is people, I'm, I'm going to pause the music here. Hold on. I get real tired of people saying stuff like, oh, what are you going to come here? What are you going to do this? Oh, I missed you there. Okay, look, two things. At some point in time, I will be in probably your city performing. Okay? So just have patience. And if I was just there, and you're like, oh, I missed it. It's your fault. Okay? It's not my job to make sure you know about stuff, okay? All you gotta do, all you gotta do is follow me on Twitter and Instagram and you will know where I'm going if I'm doing stuff because I post it, okay? So there you go. Just check it. You know, also, guess what? I gotta be better about it too. So I'm gonna be better for you. I'm gonna be more of a shameless prompter. There you go. So check that out. Uh, Number five, now that I got the music back, number five, that's it. Number five is the ending, okay? So we got one, two, three, four, five. Three is empty. Five is empty. Four is important. One and two is very important. And uh, there you have it. There you have it. Now we're going to get back into the regular programming, but not without saying one more time, number one, visit patreon.com slash tape and become a patronage of the podcast. I'm telling you, it's going to get... There's a lot of good stuff coming down Daddy's pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's up, fuckers? <laughs> what if that's how I address my... I, I want that to be how I address my audience now. It's just, who, all right, who's a fucker? Hey, yeah, um, so I've been a fucker for a long time. I'm a, I'm a total fucker. Oh, you're a fan of Johnny Pemberton's podcast, Live to Tape? Yeah, uh, we just call ourselves fuckers. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'll just say this real quick because I'm, I'm, I basically hate myself for how much, how often I come on here and I'm like, okay, so this is how it's going to be now. I mean, am I right? How often do I come on here and say stuff like, uh, it's incredible. It's like a constant reinvention for when really it's not, because if you're listening to this, it's always kind of the same thing. It's always me doing what I do, which you know what that is. It's it's weird voices and sounds and characters and talking to people who I'm really interested in and stuff. Uh, okay, but here's the thing. Here's what I realized, and I'll just say this real quick, and I don't want to belabor this because it's not very fun. I like having I like having fun. I realize that. I like being a fucking idiot and having a lot of fun and being stupid. I just realized that I guess that. I was doing a lot of podcasts uh, 
talking to people, aka interviewing them, or whatever, however you want to call it. And I feel like it became this um, exercise in comparison. And I find my pretty much my favorite quote that exists in the world is, comparison is the thief of joy. If you think about that, it's, it's just outstanding. Everything about it is perfect because it's true. Uh, joy is the greatest thing, and then stealing that is bad. And what steals it is comparison. Obviously, as mammals, we are engineered as as the highest life form on earth we are fucking hardwired to compare but that's like oh this this berry is darker than this one so it's got more juice so i'll pick this one like it's that sort of comparison it's survival comparison but now we do tons of this all the time uh with other people and all this crap because we're just so linked in not the not that weird service that i can't seem to get just how come i can't get out of linkedin i can't figure it out I can't figure out how to log in to destroy it. I can't. I signed up for it God knows how long ago. And somehow they've still got a pipeline straight to daddy's mouth. (laughs) Pipeline straight to daddy's mouth. That's my new one-act play coming out at the Geffen Playhouse here, uh, 2019. Look out for it. Get your dicks in a line. Ducks. Sorry, ducks in a row. I meant to say ducks in a row. Uh, Either way, yeah, comparison is a thief of joy. And I realize that a lot of times when I'm talking to people, that uh, it's not always the case, but it's just enough to be where, like, the reason I started this new podcast is because I didn't have enough time to fuck around like I like to do, because I was working on a fucking amazing TV show that you all, thank you so much for supporting Son of Zorn, too. Honestly, I feel the worst for the fans. I really do, because people got into that show, they really liked it, it was weird and unique, and f- and it was a strange show, it was so... It wasn't like other things on TV. And it really wasn't. It's, you can say that. People say that all the fucking time, but they're, they're not right. You know, that really was truly a very unique show. And, and that has nothing to do with me at all. I mean, obviously it has something to do with me because I mean, I'm on there, you know, I'm like the lead guy and stuff like that. So obviously, yeah, I know. I was really good in it and all that stuff. But, but you know what I'm saying. So I feel bad for people who got invested in the show. And, and uh, now it's going away. And you can't watch more of it because it's, yeah, whatever. Well, that's, that's life. Either way. Uh, that's why I started Live to Tape is because I wanted to have something that was breezy, which it was. It was super fun. I've, I've loved doing what I, what I set out to do initially. But now that I have time in my hands, I want to get back. I want to get back to that old ridge, that old well-trodden ridge of spiciness and novelty and cool sweeping breezes through the drying rushes of autumn. Ooh, was that a poem? <laughs> I think it might have been a poem. <laughs> I'm sipping on some tea right now. Forgive me. Forgive me for I have sipped. <laughs> so I want to do that. <clears throat> I don't want to do that. I'm actually doing it right now. I'm doing this. Being extemporaneous and just speaking about things, just saying it, and we're getting into it and having a fun time. And uh, God, it's so funny how quickly I get away from what I was saying. Yeah, I think you understand it completely. I'm just saying that I want to... Um, yeah, those old those po- those podcasts where I was interviewing people. After at some point, it started becoming a thing where it was a force of comparison in my life at a time when I needed that the least. And so I am going to now from now here on out, um, pretty much here on out, all the podcasts you're going to hear are going to either be me having a a good old fun time, which will be indicated by the title of the of the episode not being the name of a guest, or it will be someone who I genuinely 
uh, I'm very interested to talk to, like a scientist or a weirdo or just someone like that. Someone who I'm like, oh man, I just want to pick your brain because I think that you know a lot about something that I think is interesting and how you know about it. That or a good old friend who is down to clown. And I think you know what I'm talking about. There's episodes, there's, I've got probably 70 episodes of that, of people who are good old friends who are down to clown. People who are like, I'm, I'm cool with being a, being a, uh, a, I'm cool with scraping off the bottom of the motherboard and getting dirty in your houseboat. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? That. Talking about those kind of folks are going to be stepping in here on the reg. So you're going to have some repeat customers and it's going to be fun and cool. And that, and those people also, there should be, it should be said, it's worth noting. It's a, a, tra- a trail worth stepping. I think it's a good idea to touch upon the idea that those people are also brain pickers. Those who I'm interested in picking thine brain of. So uh, it's not I just one or the other. There's a huge intersection. Oftentimes, there's a complete occlusion, like a, an eclipse. A T-E-O-T-H-M. Total eclipse of the heart and mind. No, T, 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 E, total T-E-O-T-T-O-T. T-O-T. T-O-T. There you go. T-O-T. Total eclipse of the heart, which is a song, I think. It's probably one of the songs I don't really like. It's like a pop. Singing like I'm singing about the life I did to this lady. And don't you know it's true that I'm singing. I'm singing. I made my point now, right? made my point. One, comparison is a thief of joy. Get a tattoo of it. It's great. Two, don't feed the bears. Seriously, don't feed the bears in real life, and also don't feed the bears in your life. There's a lot of people out there who are bears. You don't realize it. Don't feed them. If you feed them a little something, they're going to expect it and come back. And then when they don't get it from you because you're like, um, what, what do you mean? I, I, I wasn't, that wasn't a, I'm not responsible for you. We're all responsible for ourselves and to help other people when they need it. And you're coming back here to get a picking picking and nick basket? Oh, shame on me. Shouldn't have fed you. So don't feed your don't feed the bears. I'll I'll get into that uh, metaphor in later episodes and really extrapolate upon it. So yeah, I don't feed the bears. <sighs> Feels good to just take a little breath. I want to talk about how um you ever notice that how people when they when they interview? I know it happened to me when I first started. I remember when I was in Tallahassee, Florida, in good old college, I saw Modesky, Martin, and Wood play. A great band. Outstanding band. If you've never heard them before. Maybe I'll play a little clip of some of their music right now.
Okay, I just played a clip of an Eskimo Martin Wood. I'm not going to tell you what song it was because I don't know because I'm continuing to speak right now and I've just edited it in because I can. But I interviewed them in the green room of this place on this nasty little place. It was great. I saw some of the best bands there. I saw Parliament Funkadelic for the first time and saw some cool stuff. Had a good time. Had a good time. It was good. Had a good time. Had fun. It was fun. Everyone was good there. We had a great time. Good time. Great oldies. Great oldies. Ah, welcome to... Welcome, welcome. I'm trying to get to this thing. Hi, you're listening to, you're listening to, you're listening to Kevin Smith. No, not Kevin. You're listening to Kevin Radford's Home of the Oldies, where the oldies meet the radio, where, where good, good time, good time. Oh, what, how, how does it go? There's a saying, oldies, not oldies, but goodies, but... You know what? It doesn't matter. It's some old crap from the fucking Rochester, Minnesota radio station back in the day. Uh, Either way, I was in that place interviewing them years ago. I remember talking to them and being super excited about it. They were really cool. Talking to some young dummy me. And uh, I realized, because it's probably the first time I'd ever done something like this, I kept saying, I want to ask you about this. I want to ask you about that uh, thing you put in your base, Chris Wood. It looks like a little stick. I saw you in the tonic tour and I was like, what are you doing there? And I realized listening back to it, how dumb it sounds to say, I want to ask you about when literally what you're doing is you're saying, you're asking a person something, but you're prefacing it with, I want to ask you about. And this happens all the time. You hear it like in even, I mean, I think it probably happens mostly like celebrity interviews where people are sort of a little bit uh, hesitant to engage with this this mighty force of ego that they have never seen in person. But it's really funny to hear people say that. I want to ask you about, and I've said it, we got to stop saying that. We got to stop saying, I want to ask you about, and you know what? Just ask. <laughs> Just ask. I guess you could say, I'm very interested in, that's like, like the Terry Gross way of doing it. I'm very interested in the way that you Always find a find a way to um, put some toilet paper down wherever you're sitting, even if it's in an office populated by uh, a bunch of people who would judge you for that, and where it's a custom that is considered to be very rude. Could you talk about that? See, that's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. You say, could you talk about that? I'm interested in not. I want to ask you. Uh, I want to ask you. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your day, Mr. President. Do you guys remember that guy? Julio Iglesias. Not Julio Iglesias. Something like that. It was this kid. It was in Florida, of course. Florida's great. Man, people who shit on Florida, what the fuck is wrong with you? Florida's awesome. Florida's, oh, people are like, I remember, anytime something bad happens in Florida, people are like, oh, man, Florida, not going there anymore. Oof. Man, Florida sucks. Oh, ooh, Florida, man, they're just the worst. Can you believe what happened in Florida? God, you know what that means, right? The whole place is just terrible. 
The entire place is bad because something bad happened there. I mean, I'll tell you what. I've said it a, I've said it a thousand times, but I've said it a million times. Florida and me, we don't click. Yeah. If I see somebody walking around and they smell like Florida, psh, nah, I'm out of here. I love orange juice, but if the orange juice is from Florida, I'm like, uh, take a beat and pause me. and I'm going to be outside buying a VHS tape of Florida and unspooling it into a, gra- a garage can. Hi, I live in a garage can. You know what I'm saying? That was my impression of a guy who also says this. Hey, ladies, how's it going? Uh, can I get you ladies anything? All right, how are you ladies doing? And not a waiter. Not a waiter either. Just a guy who's like hanging out with women and has to call them ladies. That's a thing, man. It's a thing. Have you watched Naked and Afraid XL? Fuckers! <laughs> What's up, my fuckers? Fuckers! You're like. You're listening to Sirius XM. Johnny Pemberton presents live to tape. If you've listened to more than five episodes, you're a fucker. <laughs> okay, so I've been I've been <laughs> I've been writing down all these things I want to talk about in the podcast now that I'm sort of uh, reimagining this space as a fun a fun place to to speak about things. I've talked about all this there's all this stuff I want to talk about, but now it feels so weird to talk about it. It's stuff like like bathrooms and shoes, wearing shoes in the house. I have a problem with that. I have such a problem with shoes in the house. We tried so hard here in this this home. It's 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 like a house from the like the late fifties or something like that, right? So it's got the it's got carpet. It's not the it's not the original carpet, okay? It's new carpet, but it's still carpet. And carpets carpet's great. This carpet has like a bad rap now. No one wants carpet no more. Nobody wants carpet no more. All they want is crap. Who said that? Me. Okay. No one wants carpet no more. Carpet's carpet's great. Carpet's like camping. You can just sleep on it anytime you want. You really can. The thing about carpet is though, is that uh, you know, it's a thing where it's it's different to clean. So we're trying to well, it's mainly mainly Brit because Brit's basically Japanese at this point in terms of customs and such. Wants to make this a shoeless house. And I'm like, yeah, we should definitely do that. I think that's a good idea. We have this behemoth of a, of a shed dog. A dog that's essentially shedding at all times. I mean, I joke about this, but it's true. If you could find a way to harness power from dog hair, if you could get, if you could get something from dog hair, like if it was a fuel source or some sort of thing, Jesus Christ, whatever that problem was that, was, that we, we had a lack of, and was solved by converting that thing we had a lack of fr- into the thing we have a lack of using dog hair. It will be over. There will be no. There will be no problem. I feel like Colin Cowherd right now. I wish I was. This is how Colin Cowherd would say that. I've got a dog. The dog. She's big. She's a big dog. She's the kind of dog that. Uh, well, you know, she's big. People see her out walking. I'm walking with my daughter. She loves the dog. We're out walking, and uh, people say, wow, it's a big dog. And I say, I know. It's my dog. I know that. I guess sometimes I forget. Sometimes you do forget kind of that the dog is so big. Walking with the dog. It's a shedder. Oh, oh, it's a shedder, all right. 
It's a real Shedder, Shedder McShedderson. So, I'm thinking, we're just always vacuuming. All the time. Always. I'm going to take the, uh, the brush, the brush out there and brush the dog off. We just do it inside now. What's the point? It's all coming in anyways. Why take her outside to do it? Because it just finds a way to stay in a corner. Hair. It's everywhere. We bring her inside. Use the Furminator. It's a great tool. If you don't have a Furminator, get a Furminator. I mean, it does something. It works great. If you, we'll, we'll give her 100 passes. 100. That's right. One, two zeros. Passes with the Furminator. It's a brush. Brush the dog. 100 times. My arm is sore. My arm. My arm. It gets sore. It gets sore from brushing. Do it 100 times. Dog's still shedding. Love the dog. If only we could do something with all that hair, you know? If only there was a way to convert that hair something. You know what? I guess that was kind of like a combination of Obama and Colin Cowherd. Man, how did I do that? How did I mess that up? You don't even know who Colin Cowherd is. I don't even listen to him anymore. He's a sports guy. I don't even like sports. Sorry. I don't... I just did... I don't know what I was doing. I'm sorry. I just wanted to do a Colin Cowherd impression. My God. Yes. Can I talk about this for a minute? Can I talk about this for a minute? Can I? Hey, Jim. Turn it down a little bit, will you? Yes. 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 Ugh. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, this is just... Good God. Is that doing anything for you? I don't know what to tell you, but something something happened. It's been happening for a while now. It definitely happened in South Africa when I sort of officially discovered High on Fire. It saved my life. It was like the piece of wood to bite on while I'm having my appendix taken out, right? Like old, like 17th century appendix appendectomy. That'd be a cool name for a band, right? 17th century appendectomy. You know it's also a great name for a band? Daytime Raids. Daytime Raids featuring 17th century appendectomy. What I'm saying is, uh, is that I really think that metal is important. I think that metal, in some certain way, has given me a new lease on life. You listen to this fucking thrash. I put on a thrash metal playlist anywhere. Spotify. Well, that's what I did. Okay, here's the story. I went running the other day. Also, I apologize for my Colin Cowherd impression. That's not really an apology, but... 
I don't know. I just love that guy. I don't listen to him anymore. I'm not, I'm not into sports, but he just got to... That guy can talk. That guy, he's a good good orator, an interesting way of speaking. He's almost got that Obama thing where it's like the weird the weird special code, like like he's a therapist, but he's not. Either way, uh, yeah, I, I, so I have... This is so dumb, but I, have like, I injured my heel. I don't know how. I think jumping rope. So I got this, some sort of weird tendon thing going on. Saw a doctor, gave me an x-ray. He's like, well, it's not torn or anything. I'm like, Doc, but I'm, but I'm like, Doc, when I stretch it, it feels like a, like a little wire, like a hot wire is cutting me. And it's, it's like, whoa, when the first time it happened, it really freaked me out because it's so, so specific in this location that it's like, anytime something is very specifically located, that's your body telling you you're being stabbed. <laughs> right? When you feel like, oh, I feel this very specific place. That's an, that's someone who just threw a spear into me, or I got stabbed, or something sharp made by a human to kill me. That's what it feels like. So, oh, how come I'm looking at my heel? So I'm stretching. I don't see any sort of a a slash or a stab mark there, but I feel it. So my on my mind, I'm thinking, oh no, this is bad, and I I can't have it bad because I love running and hiking stuff. It's like it's the thing that makes me feel so good. It really does. It makes me, it probably makes everyone feel really good. I mean, I'm not special. Definitely not special in that department. It makes me feel so goddamn good. So if this thing is going to take me out of it, oof, got to get that checked out. So I go to the doctor, the x-ray me. It's not torn. He said it's like some sort of thing. And he recommends physical therapy. So I go to the physical therapy place and it's really boring. And I sort of feel, I have this condition, not a condition. I have a, a mental thing where, because I grew up with a doctor in the house, and I grew up in Rochester, Minnesota, where pretty much every person's, uh, every person, every friend I had, I addressed their parents as doctor this, doctor that. Because everyone's a fucking doctor, with a few exceptions, obviously. So I just, it's like, you, you grow up with this world-class medical care. When you're in the stuff that's not world-class, it's just really... You know, they're, they're super nice and knowledgeable to some extent. There's just this different level of, uh, of I don't want to say science. There's just the, like a thoroughness that isn't, you don't see it there. And it's sort of, and my, when I experience it, I'm kind of like, this isn't going to work. Uh, this, I, I can tell that they're not really doing this to the full extent of what it could be done. So not not the whole time. Obviously, it's bad to be to go into something. I think it's not going to work. That sure doesn't help you heal if you're not like, yeah, yeah, you get, yeah, good, 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 <laughs> good, whatever. Like some old nasty man. Either way, though, I I went to like four or five sessions of that, and it was getting better a little bit. But they told me not to run. I'm like, okay, I, sh- I got to not run. I got to not go running. Because I got to let this heal. So I, for exercise, I was biking, and I was doing like weights and stuff, and uh, that was okay. But like I was getting like having like you know depression things, like little bouts of anxiety, more like anxiety, not depression, anxiety. And uh, it was killing me, right? I mean, obviously I've been nervous about some stuff because I had to have a bunch of big auditions and things like that that have been hovering around. And uh, I have to, one second, I have to bang on the goddamn window because Rabbit is such a, such a 
such a, a such a sentinel. She's out barking every goddamn thing that moves. You know what that means? She needs she needs to go running. So this is all very tangential. So I'm I'm biking and stuff. And after these, I, the therapy's kind of helping out, right? It's definitely, I can stretch through the pain now. It's, it's not like this thing where I don't feel like the slash. I just feel kind of a, a warmth, like a burning sensation, which I think is getting better. Also, maybe, I think itching, I'm pretty sure that itching in a certain area means something is healing because it means like a new nerves are forming. That, that's my fucking two cents right there in terms of, oh, you know why I get that from? is because when, you, when your hands thaw out, after they've been frozen, if you go skiing, because you know I grew up in the, the the frozen wilds of Minnesota, you get freeze your hands freeze, not frostbite, but they'll just get really cold and the blood will come out of them. When you go back inside and get those freaking cheese curds, not mozzarella sticks. Actually, some places would have mozzarella sticks, but a lot of places would have cheese curds from Mount Frontenac Chalet. Jesus Christ, those are fucking good, man. If you've never had. A breaded cheese curd. I'm not talking about these cheese curds where the cheese is like the tempura batter. Those are good. But I'm but like a cheese curd meets a mozzarella stick. You know how a mozzarella stick is a breaded? It's a breaded fried thing. Most cheese curds aren't breaded like that. They're like that. Like a beer batter. You get the kind that has like the bread, like the little the little nodules, like it's sandpaper. That's what you want. <laughs> like it's sandpaper. Like really rough. Whatever, I don't can't remember if it's the grit, low grit. So it's like no, a number 10. Or it looks like someone took a bunch of gravel and glued it to a piece of paper. That's not gravel, but somewhere in between. Not pea gravel and not sand. It's that coarseness in between that. You get that, man. On the outside, your freaking cheese curd. Not mozzarella. Cheese curd. Which is, I don't even know what it is. It's a type of cheese. It's probably Wisconsin cheddar. It's cheddar. You get that when you come in to the after skiing and you have a root beer too? <laughs> oh my God. I'm just remembering how fucking good this shit was. I mean, no joke. It's one degree outside and you're skiing because you're with your friend Eric who's crazy. Not crazy in a bad way, like just intense. So his one outlet in life is skiing like a motherfucker, like skiing like a person who is ready to die. And so you're following him around and it's freezing and your gloves just aren't cutting it because gloves don't work in cold. You gotta have mittens, but you're too young to have you're too young to be okay with yourself enough to wear mittens. So you're wearing gloves because you gotta wear gloves because they're cool because you can't wear mittens because you're not a, a big boy yet. So your hands are freezing and you go inside there and you get that IBC root beer and you get those cheese curds and your hands start to warm up and when they when they warm up they kind of itch. That's how you know shit's going back online. That's how you know that. FYI, uh, FYI, uh, FYI. That's how you know shit's going back online when it starts to itch. So back to my heel. It was it's starting to itch a little bit, and I am just frustrated with not getting that juice, getting that drip that I get from running, from doing that sustained thing where I'm just taking my body and destroying it because it feels so fucking good. So I said, fuck it. I think I'm ready to go. And I decided to just run to the park and back, which is probably maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like a, maybe two miles, maybe two and a half miles or something like that. Maybe three. I'm not sure. And I get there and I started listening to music on the way. Normally I do it halfway on the way back. I put on the music because I try to, 
this, I remember hearing sometime a long time about that, how marathon runners never do that because something about you can go further if you are not listening to music because it's some, it's about being in, set in tune with your body shit. I think it's probably fixed gear politics. doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. Either way, I ignore that, and I put on a th- I find a thrash metal playlist on Spotify. I'm running, and man, I'm just like in it. Everything I hear, all the music is making me feel just like a fucking warrior. It feels so good. I go all the way to the top of the hill. That's an extra two miles probably. I think I ran, I think I ran close to six miles when it all said and done. And half of that is a pretty good elevation, up and down. And I'm listening. I keep screenshotting all these um, bands, like the one I just played. That's one. Of these, that's one of these bands. That's a, that's a screenshot band. I think that song is called "Reality Is a Lie." Either way, I'm just. It feels so good. I get home and I realize this is what has been missing. All this time I've been biking instead of running. It's like it just wasn't getting the pump. It wasn't pumping the juice all the way to my brain. It was pumping. I was getting exercise. I was getting, you know, you get you get winded. You sweat a bit. But it wasn't doing that thing where it's just engaging the pump mechanism. So the straw is sucking that fluid all the way to the top of the brainstem where it gets distributed in the pathways to make you just freaking crush and crank and crunch just to whoosh, whoosh, I'm talking about this sound right here. Did you hear that? Did you hear that freaking sound? Like sound like a fucking cougar? Like a cougar that just jumped down off of a out of an oak tree onto <laughs> something onto a wild boar. That sound right there, obviously that's just this that to me just that's just a tip off. That's just the beginning of the rip. That's just the the beginning of letting you know. You're about to get ripped, about to get just fucking destroyed like a battle axe crushing a helmet. It's that, it's that little sound, just that guy is telling you, the singer is saying, I'm all in, all in, ready to bleed, naked, in the freezing cold, bleeding with a sword. It's all that's at the same time. It's just the... It's the opening shot. It's the salvo. Something about that song. I listened to it over and over and over again. I was running. I remember hear that sound. It's some sort of primitive thing where it just made me feel great. Feel like just ripping. And there's this idea that metal is so uh, like destructive or violent or something. I guess there are there's there is there's probably. Uh, a huge portion of people who listen to metal and it inspires them to violence or something like that. But I really think what I realize what it is about metal that may, I like so much. The thing about it that's so great is that it's there's an intensity. So that intensity can you can be can, you can convert that into something negative. But I think what it really is is you can convert that into something positive. You can convert it into anything you want, but when you get that. You get that motivation, this sort of like scientifically designed ripping, fucking destructor magic kill rip from a cougar and a battle axe and a sword. You just hear that 
just lights you up. And so whatever you want to do, if it means hugging, I'm going to hug, I'm going to hug a million people in the world. Wow. It's that. And I just fucking love it. And I think you should too. You, you don't have to do it with metal. But I'm saying, I think if you're even partially inclined towards metal, it's always worth a touchdown revisit when you need to get that pump, get that juice, baby. Oh, man. It's just something about it. It's so tribal. To the kind of thing where, remember one time I went to Vegas with a friend for an event. <laughs> That's the most generic thing to say. <laughs> and we're leaving. It's me and Doug, actually. It's me and DJ Doug Pound. Next day we're leaving. We're hungover. We're just, we're spent. We get to his car. There's a fucking flat tire in the parking garage. And you know what was rad? Doug was just like, all right, let's fix it. He felt like shit, man. That guy was about as hungover as a human has ever been. I mean, I can't even tell you. I know. I can see it in his face. He was destroyed. He was absolutely destroyed by that terrible, terrible place called Vegas. We get to his car, and he's just like, all right, let's do this. And we just did it. We just together changed the tire, put on the full-size spare, and it was awesome. It was like this thing where it just feels good to push through on something that sucks and not think about it sucking. You just do it. I feel like that's that's what metal is to me. It's that. It's just you just you're just doing it. You just do the thing because your body can do you can do you can do anything, man. <laughs> cool. Uh that's all I wanted to do for this episode here. Ending on that little story of changing a fucking tire and how that relates to metal. <sighs> Wipeout. Thanks for listening. This is Live to Take with Johnny Pemberton. Starburns Audio. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Join the Patreon. Check Twitter and Instagram and uh, my new website, johnnypemberton.dog. Yes, that is the website. johnnypemberton.dog. You got a problem with that? Call the cops! That's my new thing, man. If someone's giving you giving you guff about something like bringing a drink into a store, or maybe someone farted and it smells really bad, you know what you say, man? You just say, "I gotta turn the music down for this." What you gotta do is just say, "Why don't you call the cops? Call the cops! You don't like the way that smells? Call the call the cops, baby." Ah. Uh, I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. The idea of calling the cops if someone farts. But that's what I'm saying to do, okay? <laughs> Go ahead and call the cops. I want to make a t-shirt that says that, huh? Should I make that? Should I make a t-shirt that says that and make that be the new, the first live to tape t-shirt? It just says, call the cops, baby. You got a problem, fuckers? Call the cops. Rate, review, subscribe. Patreon.com slash live to tape. Live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. I love you.